In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Not this past week, but the week prior, the week before Thanksgiving, I was able to get away to make my annual retreat, which the the church requires of priests by canon law every year, at least five days, to make spiritual exercises. It's a time to sleep, it's a time to pray, and it's a time to be silent. Silence is something that does not seem to come naturally to us. We tend to be very uncomfortable with it. I remember as a young student, probably you were or are afflicted with the uh, confusion and thinking that I study best when there's music playing in the room. I think I had to be most of the way through grad school before I realized that that was nonsense. Or even just in the ordinary circumstance of being with someone, we, we're uncomfortable with silence. How long does it take before we blurt out something just to break the silence out of discomfort? And yet, silence is something that we can learn to love and realize deepens our appreciation of the moment. Imagine a day when the only noise you make is singing Alleluia at Mass. The silence of a a retreat is a welcome opportunity to reflect on the past and to make a good confession, not just for the previous week or two, but to cover the previous year. And so I had plenty of time to think about some of the interminable homilies which I inflicted upon you over the last year, which I mentioned in my confession on retreat. It's also a welcome opportunity to look forward and to make resolutions. Although we're supposed to render to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, today is something of a Catholic New Year's Day, the beginning of the liturgical year. And so the church bids us to enter into a kind of retreat. Either imposing on us or making room for greater silence. The Gloria is not prayed during Mass until Christmas. Flowers will be absent in the sanctuary. And most notably, there is no instrumental music during the season of Advent, except for when those instruments support singing. And so the church makes room for us to be able to be silent. We'll perhaps notice that most before Mass or after Holy Communion or at the conclusion of Mass. That silence, when we, ironically, when we hear that silence, it's an invitation not to fill it with our own noise, 
but to be quiet interiorly. I don't know if you saw the news story just recently of a man up in Maine who after 27 years of living as a hermit was finally found, you could say, or caught, as it were. He wasn't really a a hermit in the rugged sense of a wilderness man because he didn't provide for himself. He just simply stole food over the last 27 years, ironically. He needed to be alone, but he needed other people's food in order to be alone. So he was finally apprehended and convicted of, I don't know how many, burglaries. But what he commented on now that he's in jail is that he misses most of all the silence, the silence of the world. And interestingly enough, the other inmates in the jail are afraid of him because of how silent he is. It discomforts us when we know someone is capable of being quiet. And yet there's probably a degree of envy. Not too long ago, I was able to visit a family where I enjoy quasi-honorary uncle status. So I know when I visit them, I'm, I see them as they are. I'm not disrupting their routine or changing their behavior. And so after dinner, uh, they pray evening prayer. They pray vespers from the divine office. And then after that, the father leads them in the rosary. He usually turns down the lights a little bit, and they light a few candles over the mantle. And all the children participate up until maybe, up until they're four. They don't have to pray the rosary, but they need to be quiet. And occasionally, a little one will start to make more than just uh, gentle murmuring noise. And that, that little one gets wrapped up in a big hug uh, to teach them quiet. But on this particular occasion, the three-year-old was just simply wrapped up in a blanket in front of the fireplace, perfectly content, perfectly quiet for 20 minutes. Something of a miracle unto himself for a three-year-old to be that quiet for that long. And not comatose, just, you know, look, you, observing the flame and listening to the prayers and looking at the statues, rubbing himself occasionally, pulling the blanket a little tighter. But a stunning demonstration of how what comes so unnaturally to us can eventually become our nature. We can learn to be quiet. Fortunately, we're not too old to learn that lesson. And so I hope and pray that this Advent season for you is a time of silence. You make room for it. Turn off the radio, perhaps. Avoid useless chatter, especially bickering. Set aside time for prayer. Come to Mass a little early. Linger after Mass a little longer. And allow the Lord to deepen your joy. 
to deepen your appreciation of what is happening right now. Mother Teresa was known on occasion to teach a quick lesson. If she met you, she would grab your hand, and one by one with each digit, starting with your thumb, she would say the fruit of silence is prayer. And the fruit of prayer is faith. And the fruit of faith is charity. The fruit of charity is joy. May that be yours. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.